0: Oh, my sibs, my very precious sibs. I had the sib day today. Oh, actually, it was yesterday because today is Wednesday. The sib day is Tuesday. But as we do, we talk. And they reminded me of a story that I'd like to share. I hope I get a better response from my sharing on the podcast than I did from The Sibs, but mm, you never know. Maybe it was the way that I told it. Anyway, picture it. I'm a phlebotomy student. Do you know what a phlebotomy student is? A phlebotomy student is someone who learns how to draw blood. Go figure. From a self-proclaimed vampire... I was learning how to draw blood, not through the usual vampire means, but through the traditional sit down, use a needle and tubes, red top, purple top, yellow top, whatever the top. No, we're not going there to draw the appropriate blood for the appropriate blood tests. Now, as I explained to them that my father was in the military for 22 years, went to Vietnam on a ship, very dangerous times, very suspenseful times. I didn't share this with them, but I'm sharing it with you now. Maybe this is going to make for a different, exciting moment. Um, And he came home and eventually he retired and we moved to San Diego. And we lived in rental homes for a while until we decided to buy the house on Calle Tocan. My mother and father both worked at this time at Kaiser Permanente. My father worked as a lab technician, and my mother worked in the medical records department. And I, I've talked about this house on Kayatokan before. It was the infamous pool party and things like that. And if you don't remember it, go back and listen to my podcast. But it was the infamous Tokan. I lived there. My father taught a class Kaiser Permanente in phlebotomy because of course that's one of the things that he did and I decided that I was going to take the course why not something new to learn you never know where it's going to go I mean stop and ask Matthew Van Kekerix where being a lobotomist Lobotomist. Oh my God, that's so horrible. Not a lobotomist, a phlebotomist leads you. He started out as a phlebotomist and now he's just kind of like it. Matthew, I'm so proud of you. Vivian, I'm so proud of you. And if you don't know who these people are, then you need to go back and listen to my previous podcast because I've talked about them before. And I want to emphasize that Matthew is not a lobotomist. I don't even know if I agree with lobotomy. I'm going to have to think about that. But let's just take that off the table. My father was teaching phlebotomy, and I was going to take the class in phlebotomy. The Art of Drawing Blood. So, as we take the class, we learn the different methods, we learn the different tubes that we need to draw blood into. Like I said, the red tube, the yellow tube, the green tube, the this tube, the that tube. All of them are different kinds of tubes that have different kinds of I guess chemicals in them whereby the medical professionals, the lab technicians Oh, let me give a shout out to the lab technicians. I worked in the microbiology lab in the UCSD Medical Center in the microbiology lab Jerry Morello Moretta Clausen Vivian Van Kekricks Sherry Keir Janet Stagnero we're not going to go with the Alex, Alice Sesmundo. She was, and I think you've probably heard it in the podcast before, the ultimate bully and the ultimate bitch. So let's just leave her aside. Let's leave Alice Sesmundo aside. You didn't hear it from me. Anyway, I show total admiration and dedication to the lab technicians who interpreted the results not only of blood tests, but of microbiology specimens. And now that I'm thinking about it, okay, they didn't work in the blood bank. See, it's all coming back to me. So maybe you didn't work in the blood bank, per se. But you did all the heavy lifting with regard to samples coming into the microbiology lab. I'm a bit rusty. Let me just sort of shuffle my way out of this lapse of memory into my story of phlebotomy. So we finally get to the point in phlebotomy After practicing on each of the students where we get to draw legit, real patients and guess who's first up me. So I've got my patient in front of me. I'm in the room with the waiting room in back of me. That's just the way that was set up and. For point of reference, there's a kind of blood drawing where you just stick the syringe in. You have one tube, be it a red tube, green tube, red tube, purple tube, blah, blah. It just releases the blood. You pull it out, and that's that. But the majority of the time, you've got the multiple tube draw. And that's where I was. You've got the syringe or the needle or the whatever you call it. Clearly, I haven't done this in like decades. And you stick it in the vein. And then it's got the tube. The red tube, the green tube, the purple tube, the yellow tube. I know. And the blood is going into that particular Tube. The way that the multiple syringe works is you pull the tube out and there's a stop gap, or for lack of a better way to put it, that stops the blood from coming out. You pull the tube out, you put in another tube, and then it releases the stop gap and blood starts coming out. Well, don't you know, that's not the way it works for me. I insert the the needle. I found the vein. I inserted the tube. The blood starts coming out. I need to draw another tube, so I pull the tube out. And, of course, the little stopgap doesn't work. So while I'm reaching... For the next tube to put in the blood is squirting over my shoulder my right shoulder because I'm right handed and the patients in back of me are witnessing it not realizing that it's not my fault but that's neither here nor there the patient is losing blood I'm sitting there watching blood squirt over my right shoulder. My father had to come along. He took the needle out of the patient's arm, covered it up, calmed the patients down in the waiting room, and then sent me home because apparently nobody was going to let me draw their blood after that. I tell you, eventually, I did get my phlebotomy license. Matthew Van Kekryks, I do have my phlebotomy license, not my lobotomy license. Ha, ha ha ha. But that's as far as I went. And in all seriousness, Matthew, I'm no match for you because look at where you are now. I am so proud of you. I admire you. I not only admire you, Matthew, but I admire your mother, Vivian, one of my bestest friends, for turning out one of the greatest individuals I have ever met in my life. So let me just dedicate this podcast to Matthew even though I fucked it up along the way in my storytelling, it really is an homage and a dedication to the honor and respect I have for Matthew Van Kekricks. Seriously, love you so much. And I can say that because my trademark is, I've lived to tell, Until next time.